everybody, this is Cole Moon, and welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love of the holidays with you year-round. We're all doing trip reports today, a little aside from our normal topics, but I'm talking about my adventure down to Disney, Florida. This is Sydney Moon. And Beth Moon. And Randy, and today uh, we'll be doing our trip report of our trip. The three of us went to New Hampshire with our friends, the Andersons, which you heard from last week. We interviewed them and talked about their uh, favorite holidays, their favorite seasons. And um, we don't have any holiday happenings specific to this week because this past week was basically a big holiday happening for, for <laughs> all of us. For all of us, yeah. We uh, stayed on the East Coast but went in opposite directions. True, right. yep. So we have lots of fun things to share from that. So we'll start this week with our... Uh, trip to New Hampshire, Beth, Sydney, and I went with uh, Eric and Trish Anderson up to New Hampshire to um, a lake up there. Lake Winnipesaukee. That's right, Lake Winnipesaukee. Do you remember what that means? Beautiful place in high water. Well, close. Beautiful water in a high place. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful I feel like that's what uh, the word, the name for Florida would be. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful right. place in high water. High water that's right. <laughs> yes, beautiful water in a high place. Yes. So we originally had wanted to go to, well, I originally wanted to go to Florida, which is where Cole <laughs> ended up. Yeah. But we originally wanted to go to Maine yes. as our place because Sydney, uh, Beth, and I all like cooler weather. Right. And coming to the end of summer, uh, we thought, oh, well, let's go somewhere north because we had a little bit of an itch to travel and things were getting a little bit better from a COVID perspective. And when I looked at New England, uh, most of the New England states, um, when we were planning and then when we left, were doing pretty good from a COVID perspective. Uh, The states further north, like New Hampshire, Maine, were doing fabulous from that perspective. They had very low rates, very few cases. Uh, So Beth and I have, well, I've been to Maine a few times. Beth's been there a couple times, I think. And we always really enjoyed the coast of yes. Maine. And we thought, okay, we can go somewhere cooler and also get the coast. The problem was Maine is very difficult to get into. Yeah. Um, the requirements of proof of health <laughs> uh, for that state were very uh, difficult and weren't something we could accomplish in the time frame that they needed. So I looked around and we ended up um, looking more closely at New Hampshire. Northern and, New Hampshire. Yeah, northern mid to northern New Hampshire by the mountains up there and found some places to stay. So we ended up kind of having that as a central location uh, right just south of um, the mountains in New Hampshire. And we made that our kind of our home base. We found a place that was uh, near the lake, Lake Winnipesaukee, which is a huge, huge lake. It is. With a lot of like inlets and little areas that boaters and homes and things like that have all over the so place. So big, yeah. yeah. And it's and it so has, pretty. It has islands in it. Right. Like, it's so big. It's just <laughs> a huge lake. And we stayed in a subdivision called Swissvale, which was uh, basically, we were up a hill from the lake, and then you could drive down to an area. Well, a hill, like, just a little incline. Yeah. It sounds like like a hill or a mountain. No, well, it was just a little incline. It was, um, but it would be kind of difficult to walk back up. Yeah, yeah. It, was it was steep, steep enough to, that yeah. it would... Going down was a breeze. Going right. up would not be a breeze. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a private beach area kind of on a little island right. for 
the public or the uh, the residents there. Of Swiss so we, Vale. Yeah, of Swiss right. Vale. They have their own private beach. So we really enjoyed, we went down to the beach a few times, kind of hung out by the water. One one time at, at night, basically, it was pretty dark out. Uh, so that was fun. Yeah. See the stars, saw a couple satellites um, go by, and um, the water was very beautiful, very pretty and calm. And they had a nice area not just the beach area where you can lay out in the sun, but they had some um, picnic areas and some rocky areas that you could sit off right next to the water underneath some trees with the, the brown squirrels and, you know. The red the, squirrels. Yep. Yeah, yeah. um, and uh, so that was a lot of fun. We really enjoyed that. Yeah. So we wanted to talk a little bit about some of the other things we did um, while we were on that. So, so one of the first things we did, and it was actually on Beth's uh, birthday day, was we took a cruise around the um, lake around all the you know all the kind of different pieces of the lake and when i first thought of the cruise i thought oh a smaller boat I'm worried that you know one of our group would get sick um motion sick yeah and eric anderson had done most research on it so he showed me a picture of it it was basically like a mini cruise boat i mean it was huge it was it was a massive boat so i was like oh okay nobody's gonna get sick on that because it's um uh, general so we um we got on that and, you know, had to drive down to another section of the lake to get there. And we weren't really sure where to get. Like, we were reading TripAdvisor for a lot of the reviews. And, of course, you know, if you guys have ever um, used TripAdvisor, it's kind of hit or miss to the accuracy of those reviews. You know, you try to find recent reviews. Um, so, we, we, the place we picked in the boat was fine if I was to do it again. And if you guys are ever up in the area and, and do that big cruise on Lake Washington, or I guess they call it a cruise on Mount Washington, Lake what is it, Pisaki, um, just get the top level that has the covering. I think it's called the captain's area. Flagship or something? Yeah. Flagship area? But it's the cap near the captain's yeah. area. And uh, because that's the tallest part, still has covering right. um, there. And they did a great job separating parties you know, into things. And basically what they do is you, they take you, they cruise you around the lake for, I think it was 90 minutes. And they talk to you about different stories from the different um, parts of the lake. A little bit of history, a little bit of current events. Like they showed us Governor's Island, which is where the really rich to-do kind of people have their oh uh, lake houses. They, the houses were crazy. They showed us, like, the most expensive one, which do you remember, Do you all remember, like, how expensive it was? Yeah, it was, was like, $9.3 Oh, my well, goodness. It was on sale right at that point. Right. $9.3 And it had been, it was down from the original, like, $13 million yeah. asking, asking price. price. And it was ginormous. I mean, these houses were And right gorgeous. on the lakefront. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I mean, just it was kind of neat because you could see it basically was the backs of the houses we were seeing with their yard going down to their docks. Yeah, and all of them had their own private docks yeah. with boats in them, jet skis. Right. Yeah, their own little piers. Yeah, <laughs> some of them had the big inflatable things that you know kids and teens can, well, adults too could play on in the water. Right. Um, so yeah, just kind of really neat to see that. Yeah. Um, other places uh, they talked about like what it was like when the lake was first discovered. I thought it was really an interesting tour, and they didn't overdo it. You weren't, they weren't talking for 90 minutes straight. Right. It was kind of uh, more strategic. Yeah, with some 80s rock in there. Yeah, they had some 80s rock Which playing. we appreciated. Uh, yeah, that's right. And it was, um, it was interesting, too. So they had a, 
So you could have a lunch there, a box lunch. Right, right. Which we opted out of. Because the reviews were very bad. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It was like hoagies. <laughs> On the box lunch, like yes. Fish sticks, I don't know. Um, something like that. And um, But they also had a bar there. So we yeah. got something from the bar. And um, I got a drink called The Witches. And I thought it was kind of... The names were kind of interesting. And it actually ended up being tied into the cruise somehow. Right. So like um, The Witches weren't actually referred to the to actual witches they were referring to a group of rocks that would cause many boats even now they said to basically crash yeah so it was just an interesting tie-in yeah. to the, the cruise the cruise and things we saw along the way right yeah so i definitely would do uh would recommend the cruise i wouldn't do i don't think you need to do it more than once right when the, once you've done it once then um i think that kind of gives you the sense for the lake but if you haven't ever been up there I think it was definitely uh, a worthwhile venture. You know, it's, it's a nice boat. It's a nice, you know, they take care of it. And it's easy, easy in, easy out. So, and, and the town you started is kind of a cute little town, too. It is. And they do have bathrooms on there. They do. So you're not they stuck do on have there for 90 minutes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Restrooms, drinks, and some, some foods. Uh, and they're very good with the service. So, yeah. mm-hmm. overall, a very fun time. So, after we went to a restaurant called The Lake House that was nearby... And it was a very nice restaurant. It was um, really good. Yeah. We would highly recommend that. We I had lobster roll. Um, I think, Cindy, you had the lobster roll, too? I had lobster roll, too. Very good. I had the um, lobster corn chowder, which was amazing. And I had this lob, this avocado toast with lobster on it. Which so was cracking me up. It was also very good. <laughs> I, think the ma- I think the manager at one point came over and you know, said how you know how are things going? And he said, "Looks like a lobster theme." Yeah, <laughs> so we had a lot of lobster on that table. Yeah. so very nice restaurant. They had a nice view. They did, there were five of us. They didn't have any problem seating us. Uh, we didn't go anywhere that took a reservation, um, so it was kind of easy to to get in uh, for kind of a earlyish dinner, I guess it was. Um, another day um, that we had a big event was on Wednesday. We went to up to Mount Washington. And they have a railway there called the COG, C-O-G, Railway, which is the, I think the only, so the COG Railway was the first mountain climbing railway, which is, they use this rack and pinion railway system that the guy who basically uh, created it invented in order for you to be able to get up the steep incline. Um, So you go up the... There's a base camp that you park at, you get on the train there, and then you they take you up to the top of Mount Washington, right up to the pinnacle, so you can get to the pinnacle either through this car railway, through hiking, or by driving up via yeah. car. So 6,288 feet up. Yes. Wow. wow. So is it pretty much the same cog railway? Like the engine? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they have different types. They have a, they have a biodiesel... Set of engines, they have a diesel engine, but um, and the prices were a little bit different. But it's basically one passenger train connected to one engine, and then there's like a series of them. So we were like number two in a series of two, I guess, that day. But they can do three or four as well. And it takes you 45 minutes to get up there. And the, what do you remember the fastest speed it goes? Five miles per hour. Five <laughs> miles per hour, right? So that's when it's going fast. But it's necessary. To get your to allow your body to acclimate to the altitude. Right. If you go by car, there's a winding switchback. Yeah, switchback uh, road to get up there for that same purpose. And if you're hiking, 
yeah, you just have to be really prepared because yes. between it could be sunny at the bottom and snowing at the top. Well, so. and even the um, the who who what would you call the person speaking? I guess the, the conductor, um, maybe. Yeah, the conductor even said that they have rescue missions for hikers, right? Who didn't prepare properly, and you know you don't want to die of hypothermia, so they would like. Yeah. And, you know, most people who live near mountains, you know, that weather can change pretty quickly. But the interesting thing about Mount Washington that they talked about was that there are four weather systems that kind of collide over that region, which means that your weather can change rapidly the same within like minutes. Right. So so people um, you have to be prepared for, although it's sunny (laughs) at the bottom, it could be snowing, sleeting, icing and the, the conductor going up our ride told us that he's experienced all those things in a single day sunny yeah. days cloudy days rain at one moment sleet at one morning snow it's funny that reminds me of when we were in maine and we had sun yeah. snow hail yeah yeah, yeah. it's like all in all the of a single, single day, day. Yeah. yeah wait was that a Maine? no that was in niagara wasn't it? that was in buffalo yeah. that was in oh, buffalo yeah, yeah. yeah. we were at our niagara oh, trip that's so funny yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a mother's day yeah that's right we that's had right. all those yeah. different weathers that's yeah. right yeah, so it was a um, very fun way to go up. It's a very steep incline. At one point, he had us actually stand up in our seats and or stand up in our in the, in the aisle. aisle, and uh, so you could feel how steep it was. In order to stand up straight, you leaned you had to way lean forward, forward a lot, a lot. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. And then they would have things along the way. There was a water um, tower to you know to allow the engine to get water if it over, overheated. They had this little house thing and that helped you kind of see how steep it was that you were climbing up because that you you'd go past them and the guy would say that house is perfectly level and it looked angled it looked like it was at an angle actually looked that way so it was just very interesting yeah it was and he he also said something about um having the most like highest winds so he mentioned that in 1934 there was winds up to 231 Miles, miles per, per hour, hour, right, and which was the highest on the planet, right, and that has still the fastest wind gust ever recorded yeah. on the surface of the Earth. Yeah, and it was even interesting because the guy who like made the cog railway and everything, he hiked the mountain and basically almost died yeah. from a snowstorm. Him yeah. and his pastor, and yeah. they barely survived. And then instead of like thinking, "Oh, I'll never go on this mountain again," he thought, "Oh, let me you know bring tourists up." Right <laughs> on this yeah. railway. Yes, I've beaten and, yeah. the mountain once. Right. I can beat yeah. it again. That's right. Yeah. It's all just very funny. Yeah. yeah, and it ends up uh, we got delayed one day from our original plan, and the original day we were going to go was cloudy. The day we went, it was sunny, and you could see just so far, well yeah. into Maine. It, it was gorgeous. It was just beautiful. Mountains and mountains and mountains. Yeah. It was amazing what you could see. And up you there. can't plan for that because they said it no. could be, look sunny in the ground and it could be like overcast up there. You just can't really plan very well. So we really were, were fortunate. Um, and then you get about 20, 30 minutes at the top, and then um, the train comes up again. You reload and you go to the bottom. They have a gift shop up there. A lot of you're basically in the, a mountaintop, so views are all around you. You know, you basically have time to walk around. To see all the different areas. Um, it was so windy. It was very windy. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it was actually like 40 minutes. Not it was right. 40 minutes. Although I think it was actually longer because when we were there at 40 minutes, it took another like 10, 15 minutes for the, for the train, train to, to actually there. get up there, right? So um, 
So the, the trip, the view up was really great. If you have a choice of which side to sit on, if you're going from the bottom to the top, go to the right side of the train. No, left. I'm sorry. If you're going bottom to the top, go to the left side of the train. You're going to stay in that side going up and coming down. They basically just switch the seats to the other direction. You stay in the same seats. And they did a really good job with the COVID because every other seat was empty and they staggered us. So the right. one side was for two people, a two-seater, and the other side was for three. Right. So um, so Eric and Trish were on the two-seater side. We were on the three-seater side. And right. you were assigned seats. You bought tickets for those seats. Right, right, for specific seats. Right. But they did an excellent job, just like the... the um, both did. Yeah. They did great jobs with the COVID. So left side going up, right side coming down. That's the side with the most views. The other side has views, but still beautiful. Um, yep. Yeah. The left side has the most. So that was very fun. I, again, I'd highly recommend it. Um, yep. Try to get a nice day if you can. <laughs> if good you, luck. And good luck. Uh, that same day, we ended up going over to. We went over to uh, Franconia Notch State Park, which was not too far. From um, where you get onto the Cog Railway. It was probably, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, something like that. So pretty nearby because we wanted to go um, hike up to this little waterfall called the Flume, which is basically in a ravine. And so we got there kind of on a, on a little bit on the later side. They said it should take you an hour and a half. Hour, hour, hour and half. 15 minutes. Yeah, something like that. Um, kind of wondered if they... If they kind of look at you and say, oh, it should take you about, mm. <laughs> so, um, so we headed up and uh, it was very pretty going up. Oh there was goodness. a lot of great views and you're kind of in this ravine and they have this walkway and we've posted some pictures on Instagram and on Facebook. There's uh, this walkway that was built into the ravine and it, it also does kind of a little bit of a switchback um, occasionally, but you get really great views of the water coming down. Uh, and then you get to the top, that's where the flume is, and then you got to walk back. So we were doing great until we got all the way to the end because it's, it's pretty much uphill most of the way. So, you know, you're, you're climbing. It's, it's not an easy hike. And there's steps along the way. People are generally staying away from each other from a group perspective. Right. So we had lots of great pictures because there weren't anybody, you know, we could take pictures without people in it. Yeah. Got to the top and had to come back. And it was a long trip back. Oh my goodness. So there was long. Nothing to look at yeah. except for chipmunks. Yeah. I took so and many pictures. And they were so cute, but they chipmunks. weren't enough. No, and they Sid- were not enough. <laughs> and Sydney sent me pictures of chipmunks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, she was Snapchatting me while we were, while I was at Disney and they were on. I guess this hike, you didn't tell me about the hike at the time. I just got the chipmunks. I think it was like the day after. I, I was like, oh, look at these chipmunks. <laughs> look at these chipmunks. I didn't know that it was a. Uh, the one thing that was worth seeing. Yeah, well, on the way back. On the way back. The way back, you would you would be walking, 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 thinking, okay, you know, this is fine. Yeah. And then you'd be like, come up a little um, incline and be like, okay, that was a little more incline than I thought should happen since we're going downhill, but whatever. Get up there and then all it would be was more walking. And it's like more path. I'm like, seriously? So by the time we were done, we were like, there is no way... That was like that. They made that longer than it had to be. Like that. That was so long. It was very hot out. It was it very was. warm out by then. Yes. Yeah. So I was glad I was wearing a black shirt. 
<laughs> Just for the record. That was sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, but sarcasm. It, it looked like, on the way back, it looked like every other wood you have ever seen. Going up, absolutely gorgeous. Right, very but they should have yeah. had like a trolley or a bus <laughs> or something oh, so at the perfect. top. That would have been to awesome. To give you the option yes. to do that on the way back. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. It, it was, yeah. So, half, halfway, so highly recommended. Just prepare yourself because you're yeah. gonna be walking a long way. And I would, back. I would, you know, estimate hour and a half to two hours is what yeah. I would estimate. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that was uh, interesting. <laughs> Pretty on the way up. So then after that, we were hungry and we went to a little town that was nearby uh, called Woodstock, and we went to the Woodstock Inn and Brewery down there. And that was really, really good. Oh my goodness, it was so good. So either we were like super crazy hungry, right? And the food was good, or just like the food was good. Right. It was such good food. It was amazing. Yeah. All of us, it really enjoyed everything we had. So yeah. it was yeah. really good. And very cute. Up. Yeah, and very cute. And we there was like a forty-five minute wait if you wanted to eat outside, but we'd had enough of outside. Yeah, we 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 were done with outside. All I wanted was coolness at that point. Yeah. So if you wanted a seat in, it yeah. was immediate. It was immediate. In. So we went right in. Yeah. And again, lots of COVID stuff. Good COVID distancing. So they did good. Yeah. Really interesting. The other only other major thing that we did that week was near us. Um, kind of in the laying up in the mountains was a place called Castle in the Clouds. It was a, the home of a um, wealthy person from the early 1900s, late 1800s, early 1900s, who built a large um, home and had estate. like, like you know, it was like an estate that you could tour. It was now a historic estate that you could tour. Um, so we decided to go up there um, on one of the you know latter end of the trip days um, and. You get to you hit there's a like a self guided version of the tour and then you go to also take a tour of the basement. But um, what was this guy's family name? Plant. plant. It's the plant family. And he was a he got wealthy from the shoe industry. He created a number of innovations in the shoe industry and had a huge manufacturing plant. He was like he was a millionaire by like he was a very young man when he became yeah. a millionaire. He was very invent uh, very innovative. Yes, right. So he had this house. That had electricity in it before any of the towns near him had electricity it in it. Crazy! He, he had, had all a re- this stuff. This really cool, innovative um, refrigerating system. Yeah. Um, in the early 1900s. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yep. Um, so yeah, it was really interesting. Definitely worth it. A lot of great views. The yeah. house itself is basically just view after view. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It was pointed out to us actually on the boat ride. Yes. They said up there, if you look in the little, you know, if you see that, I don't even know what they call it. It's, that's the castle in the clouds. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So you could, I mean, it, it's a landmark. Right. In the exactly. area. Right. So you were telling me, so I actually didn't go on this because um, this was like the day after the flume and my body just said no. Yep. <laughs> so I just stayed and chilled. But um, it was interesting to hear that the self-guided tour was QR codes, which I thought was really It was neat. great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, at Disney, all of the restaurants, pretty much all the restaurants, um, except for a couple of the big ones, had QR codes rather than their menus. Yeah, yeah. we noticed yeah, that so too. So you would just scroll your camera over it and then pull up the menu right there. And they even had little like fun 
themed QR code. That's hilarious. Like framed things. <laughs> oh, that's, oh that's so Disney. It is. Because yeah. I think our menu at the place we ate was also QR codes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But so they were, yeah, utilizing technology really well. So I would also recommend that, at least doing the self-guided tour, the day we were there, there weren't many people there and there was a lot of people that you could, uh, workers there that you could just actually ask questions and we did a lot. And they had a lot of knowledge. I mean, we could ask them if the if this was original or if this was, you know, they just knew it off the top of their head. So I encourage you to talk to them as well because they were very, um, uh, had a lot of good information. Yeah, a lot of good background information. Uh, And it was very interesting. Um, Other things to do up there that we did, um, we won't go into the details of it, but we went to a number of small towns. Um, They have a a lot of these small towns have general stores, which are kind of like the old fashioned general stores. They have some really cool things in them. But they have a lot of a variety of things, food and and just general merchandise items. Uh, They have a lot of times interesting locally made sodas. Yeah, that's uh, true. They have some touristy kind of stuff, but then also just some other fun things, crafty things. so we went to um, one in North Conway, one in Wolfboro, one in Moultonboro, which was actually very near where we stayed. Yeah. And in fact, I'm drinking um, out of a mug called the Old Country Store because that's what the, the store that we went to. And it has, since 1781, it has a bunch of information about the store on the back of my yeah. mug. So yeah, the Moultonboro one. Yeah. yeah. So very cute. Yeah. Very, very cute little um, stores and towns. Yeah. The... The motto of the state is live free or die, so you can get a lot of things yeah. with that yeah. on it. You can get a lot of moose things because moose yep. are very, you know, that's a popular tourist. Kind of iconic. Yeah, touristy kind of thing, although it's hard to, you know. Actually see them. Yes. yes. <laughs> right. Uh, although you can, they do have moose tours up there. We didn't go on one. There was a lot of things we didn't get to do. We had a lot of things on our list that were possibilities, so we would actually go back there again. But we would probably go back because we like cooler weather. We'd probably go back in October. The leaves were just changing colors when we were there. They, they, you know, you could see one tree that was changing and the rest were not. Uh, so it was just beginning there. That was the first full week of September. So September uh, 5th through the 12th, something like that. So we would probably just switch it a month and go in October. Uh, now, the, we talked to a number of people that live there. and They said that it's pretty crazy there when the leaves change, as you would expect. They normally have a huge festival in the mid-October time frame um, that also is crazy fun, but also crazy <laughs> busy. Um, so just kind of know what you're getting to, into. I say the time we went, because it was right at, over Labor Day and beyond, um, the crowds definitely went down after Labor Day, but places like North Conway were still pretty busy. Yeah. So in general, I would highly recommend New Hampshire as a place to visit. Very fun. Definitely. 10 out of 10, again, would go in early October for those particular reasons. Right. But, if you like um, warmer weather, then go a little earlier. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. If you like skiing, they get a lot of snow up there, a lot of ski slopes and ski resorts up there. Um, we stayed in, a, we rented a home via um, like a Airbnb, VRBO type of thing. Uh, but they have a lot of hotels up there, a lot of big resorts. So a lot of options um, to kind of meet your needs. 
So with that, we're going to switch over to the other trip that happened in our family. And this was childless millennials going to Disney. <laughs> That's true. Yep. The other end of the East Coast, too. All the way down south. That's right. Not just in Florida, but in southern-ish, central Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went with... A friend and my roommate down to Disney, and my roommate and I had been talking about this for a while um, with our group of friends, because they had been down to Florida, not to Disney, but to the beach last year. So he had always really wanted to go back to Disney. He had gone once, but it wasn't necessarily the best time, and he knows that I'm a huge Disney fan, as well as being you know one of his closest friends, so I would have the expertise to know where to go and how to book everything and do everything. And you helped me out, uh, Dad, a lot with that process. Which I greatly enjoyed doing. But you greatly enjoyed doing. Yeah, with coronavirus, all of the flights are very cheap now. So we actually decided to fly down rather than our usual 16 to 18-hour drive. 14. Might feel like longer. (laughs) might feel like longer it depends on how much certain members of our party stop true (laughs) but yet the flight took about an hour and 50 minutes which is crazy which is so nice which is so nice which is so nice we went to the parks for five days magic kingdom hollywood studios animal kingdom then a day off then epcot and then back to animal uh Excuse me. And then back to Magic Kingdom. And it was a blast. Now, the interesting thing is that Disney is doing a fantastic job. Now, Florida's obviously not the best place in terms of coronavirus security. Right. Uh, or, I guess, the low numbers. Right, right. They have, yeah, they were spiking. They're not the worst right now, but They're they not. were for a they while. They were spiking for a while. But... Disney is just going so far the extra mile. Uh, To get into the parks, you have to go through a a temperature screening, which they make fast and easy. Um, They essentially just hold a little gun up to your head, a little temperature gun, and say, okay, you're good to go. Um, The security has been made a lot easier, has been expedited. You don't have to... It used to be that you did have to take things out of your pockets. Now, they say only if you've got aerosol cans... Otherwise, they're not even checking bags. They're saying just go through yeah. the machine, uh, which as I like. As long as you have a face mask on. As long as you have a face mask on, yep. And I think, just so the listeners know, um, Cole, you were there last October. So it wasn't that long ago that all the, you know, plus the coronavirus, that all these changes have been made. Exactly. Yep. It's really been in the last few months right? since it reopened. And... It's just amazing how many, how few people are in the parks right now. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because people that go down there a lot, they will have posted things like, oh, Labor Day was so crowded this year um, because they're thinking of it relative to other times in the coronavirus reopened time frame when it wasn't that crowded. Now, for you who haven't been there since <laughs> since pre-COVID, yeah. Um, how, how did you think the crowds were, even on the busiest day? So on Labor Day, the two busy days were Labor Day and Sunday, the day before. Because we went to Magic Kingdom on Sunday, and then Hollywood Studios on Labor, Labor Day. Day. Right. And I think 
the longest line we had on Labor Day was 30 minutes. Which is crazy. For Slinky Dog Dash. Which is very low, considering um, the line waits pre-COVID. Right, yeah, like Slinky Dog Dash, newer ride, probably about a two-hour wait normally. Yeah, could be, yep, that's right. Could be up to a two-hour wait. And it's interesting because they had all over the park these strips that were set six feet apart. It would say, please wait behind your strip. So the lines looked way worse than they were because they were six feet. Right. But you're probably moving more, too. But you're moving a lot more. A lot of the rides were just walk-on. Wow. Now, when you were in the ride, a lot of time, well, in the line to the ride, because Disney makes the line an experience, too. They actually had metal barriers set up between where you would normally be passing next to other people, like in the opposite direction. Um, So for like those switchback kind of lines. Right, for the switchback lines. You're not like right next to somebody else. Exactly. So they have these barriers set up that kind of have glass in between Mm -hmm. so that you can still get the sense of space and you can still see and everything like that, but you're not exposed directly to other people. Now, some people were better at social distancing than others were. I was about to ask about that. Um, There were a couple of cases when people were right up on us, and we had to say, hey, could you guys stay behind your line? A little further. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And for the most part, didn't see anybody not wearing a mask at all. Actually, no, saw one person not wearing a mask at all. For the most part, the biggest problem was... People's masks below their nose. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and under their chin. Yeah. Because there were still people who were trying to get away with walking and eating at the same time. And it, for those of um, you who yeah. don't know, you used to be able to do that, but people were abusing it so much to just be able to walk around without their masks that Disney made a rule, which they followed pretty, they were pretty strict about it, that if you want to take down your mask to eat like a snack or drink or something like that, you had to be stationary. Right, so you had to go off the path, to the side. Off the path, to the side, and, be stationary. Yeah. Did you see Disney um, cast members asking people to put their mask up correctly? Mm-hmm. So they yep. say, um, yeah, all the time. Okay, good. They were really good about, um, you know, and they were they were always nice about it. Right. But, you know, they would say, like, you really have to have your mask, you know, all the way up. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they didn't have... Any seasonal decorations out yet. Right. Like fall or anything like that, which I'm a little disappointed by, but it is technically still summer, so. Normally they would. Normally they would. Right. Um, They normally put them out in mid-August. This year, uh, everything was delayed because of the virus, so that all the prep work, I was reading this uh, online, all the prep work for the holiday decorations also got delayed. So things like the holiday Christmas lights on the castle won't be happening this year. Oh, that's sad. But they'll be doing projections instead, holiday-themed projections. So so they actually delayed, I think, um, by a couple weeks. Like, you you missed the Halloween decorations at Magic Kingdom by a couple weeks. Yeah, which is very sad for me because I love Halloween. Yeah. What they did have is plenty of holiday-themed merchandise (laughs) available. Yeah. 
Uh, so they had plenty of Halloween, especially Disney Springs, which is not one of the parks, for those of you who don't know, but it's kind of a big shopping plaza area that is not strictly owned by Disney, but has a ton of Disney stores, properties yeah. and stores right. in it. I think Disney was um, leading the renovation when it used to be downtown yes. Disney. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it used to be... Cut off the used to be. And even with Disney Springs, you have to go through temperature screening to get into... Interesting. To get out of, essentially, the parking garage into the shopping area. Interesting. Life has changed. Yes. Yeah. Because that used to just be a big mass. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the biggest area that I saw holiday-related things, because they would have Christmas stuff there. Mostly Halloween stuff. Um, spooky, Disney. Fun. Fun, yep. Not uh, so scary Halloween stuff. Mickey pumpkins. And, yeah. Yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, so that was a blast. So what did you think of the rides? Because there was a few rides that you got to experience this time. Right. So it, normally yeah, when we go to we go to Disney World pretty often and not enough though. Not enough. No, <laughs> never enough. And there's always rides that we like to go on. Right. And there's a few rides that some of us really don't like to go on, so normally as a group we don't end up going on them. Right. Especially for me, like if there's a ride that you guys don't like, I probably won't go on it by myself because I tend to be a very social person when I'm at Disney World when I'm on vacation. So, with this group of people that I went to, my two friends, we were able to go on those rides that you guys always veto. <laughs> um, which fun. I think the three come to mind, and you guys have been on these before, but Splash Mountain is one that when we go, we always veto. Well, we. Um,. And my roommate's, that was one of his favorite rides, if not his favorite ride. Oh, okay. Splash Mountain, yep. I was, it's a kind of a, a slow boat ride for most of it, uh, and then a log flume at the end. Right, yeah. And I was seated, seated in front, and the two of them said, oh, we didn't even get wet. And I said, I got wet. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I got splashed with that. Uh, another one is in Epcot, Mission Space, which is a kind of motion simulation ride of you, you going on a mission to Mars and the landing. And it's kind of interactive. You've got buttons that you press. Uh, and it's just a whole lot of spinning. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, you don't have to have 3D glasses for it. Even though it's uh, kind of screens. But, man, did that mess with my head. Yeah, that like gets... It made me... Because it's one of the rides that makes I think makes everyone else sick. So we never go on it. Yeah, if you're motion sick at all, never go on Mission Space. No, <laughs> and it's interesting. I forgot that they have two separate rides. A yeah. lighter one and a more intense one. Which one did you go on? We went on the more intense one. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, so I wondered which one you went on. So it started spinning, and then my vision started spinning, <laughs> and I was yeah. like, ugh, I'm not coming <laughs> off of that one. So that one I would probably not ride again. Never. <laughs> now that I, think, now that I think about it. Now, there's people I know who really like that ride. That was an easy walk-on. Yeah. No line for that one. I think the last one that we normally don't do, which is probably my favorite of the three, 
was the Cali River Rapids in Animal Kingdom. And that one's neat. I did not realize, because it's been forever since I've been on that. Um, I'm not even sure if I've ever been on you that. You have. We, we went on it twice, and it's not the same now as it was when we went on it. Just oh. like the safari, they changed the big red story about the poaching of the elephants. It has changed over time. Yeah. This one has a um, story. It used to have a story about burning the forest down and the damage the U.S. The, the damage people are doing to the earth. And it would have, like, flames. Remember I that? remember going, like, under flames. Like, yeah, I, I mean, there was heat. a lot of flames. It was also a lot of water. Like, just, you basically were guaranteed to get yeah. drenched because they would have a waterfall you had to go under. So yeah. what's it like now? Now, it is, uh, you get splashed around a little bit <laughs> in a kind of circular raft. Yes, like circular, boat. yep. Uh, and it's a lot of fun because you don't get... The only water that you're going to get splashed with is from below. Like, yeah, they aren't going to yeah. splash water from the side or anything like that. Which is a big so, change. Yeah. Which is a big change. So, it really is more like rapids yeah. now. Because you just go through the rapids, and the only splash that you're going to get is from the rapids. And I think they turned off the heat, too. The, the there, was no, there were no fires. Yeah, there was a lot of fires. <laughs> no flames. I, I, yeah, I, I still can't... Oh, my gosh. I can still feel those flames. I feel like oh, yeah. I'm missing it. I feel like uh, I've been missing out, though, because the line to get into Cali River Rapids is so cool. Oh, okay. The waiting oh. line. Oh. It reminds me of the waiting line to get into Expedition Everest. It has all oh. of these, uh, like, Tibetan statues and interesting like artifacts things, and things. Artifacts and things to read. Hmm. Uh, and it's a very long line, too. Um, so it's really cool. I would really recommend going on that. If you went a while ago and remember burning fires and getting drenched, it has gotten a little better since then. That's right. Yeah. Worth the worth worth trip in. Yep. Yeah, and we went to a couple of really nice Disney restaurants. Uh, Epcot was doing their, some, I think it's called Tastes Around the World or International something. International Food and Wine? Is that what well, it is? Well, it's normally the, the Food and Wine Festival is normally this time of year. They, they shrunk it down. They don't have the shows, the kind of events. So they call it a taste of food and wine, I think is what okay. it's called. Um, which is, yeah, I mean, essentially it's just the booths right. at this point. Where if, you, uh, if you're if you not familiar with it, Epcot has a giant world showcase around the big kind of central lake. With all these different kind of little bits of a different country like Germany or Norway or Italy or Morocco. And they have little booths out front where you can get kind of a mini portion of like a drink usually like an alcoholic drink from whatever the country is a lot of times like a beer or a little mixed drink or something like that and then a little bit of food as well so you guys were generous enough to give me some disney gift cards before we left which were a lifesaver because i tell you what if you want to go around and eat from most of those (laughs) it is expensive yeah yeah but we didn't end up eating at any restaurant that day because just going around right? yeah that's the food to get yeah that's the food to get yeah yeah and we had a lot of it's interesting because we expected uh the alcohol to hit us a lot harder but i guess because a lot of the countries around the showcase were like mediterranean or like north african um the beer that we drank was very very light oh okay so that did not hit us hard at all. I think the heaviest beer that we had 
um, which admittedly may be one of the heaviest beers I've ever had at all, was when we went to the, a little Brazil booth. And they gave us like the blackest beer I've ever <laughs> drank. <laughs> like as thick, liquid. like this thick. Yeah, we took a me and my roommate. We both took a drink of it and had to like set it down for a minute. We were like, oh, we were because we had been having right. light beer all day, so we were not. We right. kind of had that expectation at that point. And the booths that they do, um, there are booths that match the country, but there are also booths from other countries right. around, mm-hmm. and that's what they reduce. They there weren't as many booths for the taste of. Um, which so some of the ones that have you know more of the um, different kind of beers, um, the darker beers and things weren't there this year. And some of the, like um, Belgium, a good example. Belgium was not there. That right. is so sad. They make the best Belgian waffles. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I would have been very sad. They do. Um, India was not there this year. Um, they had a Spain booth, but it was not open. Oh, okay, that's interesting. We saved the best for last. I had the caveat that. They could eat whatever they wanted, but they had to save room for the Canada booth. Yes. Because they have... uh, Absolutely. The Canadian restaurant, Le Cilier, has the best filet mignon with truffle sauce. Oh my goodness, it's so good. It's insanely, and they... Yeah. It's just amazing. also were like, this is um, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I just I can't even still taste it right now. I'm like, or, or imagine the taste. I wish I could still taste it. So one of the things that you had been telling us is that a lot of the pre-shows were no longer done before the rides, which makes sense because it's where people congregated yeah. in mass. But it also there's a disadvantage to that. Right. I mean, the pre-shows are one of those things that. Disney has a great way of telling stories through their rides. And obviously, yeah, you don't want to do the pre-shows because... Too many people are congregating. Too many people are masked in one spot. Um, It was bizarre just walking through those rooms and not stopping. Like in the Haunted Mansion when they have the big stretching room at the beginning... Just walking through that. It wasn't working, right? You just walk, the doors are open. You the just doors walk are through. just open. You just walk through. Yeah, that would be weird. Imagine and the, there's a lot of context. Yeah, and then dinosaur. Dinosaur. Too. That was one. Yeah, I dinosaur was a big one that you kind of have to know the story <laughs> to really understand what's going on because without context, you get into the time rover to go back in time, and the story is he wants to get an iguanodon. And bring it back. And bring it back to study it. Right. Uh, And you're supposed to go to the early Cretaceous period, but you go to the end instead because of this kooky scientist. You get none of that. You jump into the time rover, and a speaker comes on saying, All right, let's go get that dino. (laughs) With no context. With no context. You're like, What what? dino? What? What are we doing? (laughs) What is this? Um, So maybe there was. Maybe there. Could have been a way for Disney to kind of yeah. uh, add maybe, I don't know, something you could read in line mm-hmm. or, you know, something along Hit those lines. Hit the QR lines. code at maybe outside and then as you go, went through, right. you could at least read something. Uh, right. So you definitely lose a little bit of context there. Now, when we went to Muppet Vision 3D, the show, they have a pre-show. And that was still going on. That was a really because, big... Because they could separate each other? Because it's a huge room. It's, it yeah. is. And they had uh, dots that people could stand on that were sufficiently 
distanced from each other. Because yeah. if you really think about it, the Muppet Vision 3D, about half the show is the pre-show. Yep. Because they have these screens that are up of these televisions, and the Muppets are just doing their kind of goofy little bits right. up there. Right. Did you find that you had to explain some things to Ryan and Kelia? Yeah, yeah, so okay. I did have to explain kind of like after Dinosaur, <laughs> when we were rolling out, I had to be like, okay, so this is what was going on. <laughs> um, okay. So there were there was definitely some stuff they didn't need to know, like it's still a fun ride without it, but it just adds a little extra something it does. for Disney, some especially, context. to yeah. have that story. And it's interesting because they did have shows going on, and that's kind of a newer thing. So what they more or less had was... A group of four could sit in four seats, and then they would have four seats blocked off, three or four seats blocked off, and then another party could sit in another. So if you had a big party, you would have to decide who would be separated. Right. Interesting. But that's a good way to be able to still do... Still do shows. shows to the people. I only think we did one or two shows, though, because the park's hours were shortened, and we wanted to do rides... So we went from ride to ride pretty quickly. Yeah, which is really amazing. Which is amazing, yeah. So um, there's a couple rides that you haven't been on before. One was Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and the other one was Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Um, So what did you think of those two rides? Those in Hollywood Studios. Yes, yep. Both of those super cute, interesting, because they both utilize the same technology. Right. Where you're in a car... Or vehicle. Vehicle of some kind that's on wheels. And rather than it being on a track, they use tracking technology right. to essentially tell it where to go and kind of how to maneuver. Yep. Uh, which is really neat to see. It's the same technology that um, Ratatouille ride in France and Epcot will use. Oh. Um, yep, so that's super cool. Both of them were super cute rides. Rise of Resistance was huge. That was kind of a headache because um, just getting on because you have to get into a boarding party and that's a whole thing. I'm not even going to get into that because that's <laughs> you can look thing. that up. Look Google up that. that process. There's a little bit of stress involved. There's a little bit of stress involved. I could relax once I was in yes, the boarding party. Yeah, exactly. But that was super fun. I think I like the Runaway Railway a little more actually because it, it was, was so just cute. super cute, uh, and that's essentially. All the cars are in a line, and you think it's going to be... It's like four different cars. Like a train ride. Right, like a little train. And there's a train at the front that a little like cartoon version of Goofy is in. And then, all of a sudden, all four cars split up. <laughs> right. <and> Goofy's <laughs> train goes in a completely... Like, yeah. front car goes in a completely different direction. Right. And it's like this little runaway train. And Mickey yeah. and Minnie are following you. A lot you of chaos. A lot of chaos. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's interesting because... It looks like depending on what car you're in, you see different you do. things. Yes, yeah. we, we were we went three times, two different cars, and you definitely get to see different um, portions of the scene, different scenes and yeah. different portions yeah. of the scenes. Yeah. yeah, so it was pretty interesting, which was really cool. Yeah, so there's a lot yeah, of really cute. fun elements to that ride. So, what would you say your favorite ride is? What you think your two friends' favorite rides were? Oh, I don't know. I think my favorite ride, it's been Dinosaur since I was a little kid. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think it's still Dinosaur now. Um, Expedition Everest is great. I think that my roommate Ryan's favorite ride is um, kind of a, a close shot between Splash Mountain and Expedition Everest. Okay. Kelia, 
the other friend that I went with, she actually gets motion sick with like the moving screens, but she said one of her favorites was Flights of Passage okay. in Animal Kingdom. About after the first minute, she said that her she was able to sort of settle into it because it feels like you have more control in that ride. Like, it's not just a screen that's waving around, but right. yeah. you're swooping around. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's very fun. It's very fun that we both got to go on trips, although very different directions. Yep. And I uh, sure. actually brought back some Disney sweet Halloween treats for all of us. Yeah, they're the Rice Krispie, Rice Krispie treats, treats in the shape of Mickey heads. Yep. And it says Mickey's Halloween Trick or Treat Candy Co., so we are going to go ahead and try these out now. Uh, we'll take a picture of all of us with these and post it on the Instagram so you guys can enjoy them and see what they look like here because they look amazing. <laughs> they do. All right, so we actually paused there. Because of the wrapping. Because <laughs> of the wrapping and to take the picture. And I told everyone that they have to wait till we're on the podcast they to try it. smell so good. It does smell good. Okay. The ears are dipped in candy. Yes. yes. Oh, that's right. Two purples, yeah. two oranges. Sydney's taking selfies with that. <laughs> okay. So I come. All right. Yep. Three, two, one. Mmm. That is so good. How do they make Rice Krispies so good? Mm-mm-mm. Well, thank you, Cole, for bringing those home. Cole also got us some fun souvenirs from his time down there. And I do also want to thank the Andersons for um, helping us enjoy and celebrate Beth's birthday during our trip in New Hampshire. We got a cake. They got a cake uh, for Beth from a place called... Frederick's. Frederick's. In New Hampshire. In New Hampshire. And it was a fabulous cake. Very yummy. It was. It was an almond pound cake layered with buttercream frosting. And, and the layers in between it was raspberry. Yeah. So, very unique, very yummy. Yeah, well-known bakery in that area. And our future festivities are for the week of September 28th. September 28th is Good Neighbor Day. September 29th is National Coffee Day. September 30th is National Hot Mold Cider Day. October 1st is Chinese Moon Festival. Otherwise known as the first day of Halloween. <laughs> the first of 30 days. <laughs> right. In this house, that's right. October 2nd is World Smile Day. October 3rd, National Techies Day. October 4th, Taco Day. You can follow us on social media. At Twitter, we are at Holiday underscore Moons. On Instagram, we are at Holiday Moons. On Facebook, you can find us by searching Holiday Moons in the search bar. And we have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. And you can contact us at any time via our email at HolidayMoons at gmail.com. So for Cole, Sydney, Beth, and Randy, Happy Autumn! Autumn.